Welcome to the Monday Morning Message, a podcast of Grace Community Church here in Delaware. My name is Paul Shirley, and I'm the pastor of Grace Church. And on the Monday Morning Message, we try to discuss some of the biblical implications or even life issues that maybe we didn't have the opportunity to address on Sunday morning. And as our world continues to deal with the ramifications and all the different situations that have arisen from this pandemic and COVID-19 and all that goes with that. One of the things that I think it's important for us to think about together as a church is the importance of biblical leadership. Leadership is an important facet of the life of the church. The Lord has called shepherds and gifted those shepherds to lead the church and guide God's people and Really, in all areas of life, leadership is a grace from the Lord. And one of the things that's been clear to me in our own culture in the midst of all of these things going on is that there has been really a lack of leadership. You read through some of these proclamations from different government officials that contain advisories and expectations that then say they won't be enforced and Look, a lot of these things might protect leaders from liability, but they don't do a great job of leading us forward in the midst of all of these circumstances. Even in the business world, it seems like no company wants to step up and be the first to do something because then they'll get blamed for it. And so it's a lot easier to explain an abundance of caution to stockholders. So that's what many businesses are doing. In the midst of this culture of caution, there's really a lack of leadership that we're seeing. And I think in some cases, there is a temptation for even pastors and church leaders to fall into that and relinquish their leadership responsibilities over the church to civil authorities who seem to want to control everything, but want to be held responsible for nothing. I think this lack of clear leadership is part of the reason why we're finding ourselves in the kind of situations that we're seeing today. Really, we are a culture that's not led by anyone. It's led by public opinion. And a culture that's led by public opinion will eventually become dominated by those who can dictate what the public thinks, places like the media. And in a situation like that, much like Israel in the time of the judges, when there's no authority to follow, everyone is going to do what is right in their own eye. And that eventually becomes so disastrous that there's really, really a void of leadership left that everyone begins to feel. And it seems as though we're, dealing with the ramifications of all of these things in our own culture as we see many principles and many ideas being deconstructed around us. And what we do know is that no matter what happens in the culture around us, we as a church must remain faithful. If we look out in the world and we say, boy, there's a, there is a lack of leadership going on. I am discouraged by that. That's a reality that we're going to have to face. But in the church, we need to make sure that There are leaders and there is a faithfulness and leadership in the church that is absent in the world around us. In other words, 
the need for shepherds after God's own heart rather than leaders carefully modeled after worldly paradigms has never been more clear. The church needs gifted, godly, and grace-empowered men to shepherd the flock of God through these unprecedented times. You might say, well, what will that look like? Well, certainly there's a lot we could say about the need for leadership. Uh, Godly leadership is servant leadership. Jesus made that clear in Mark chapter 10. He came to serve, and those who are going to lead his people must serve as well. So uh, godly leadership is sacrificial servant leadership, of course. Uh, Additionally, within the church, godly leaders require godly character. 1 Timothy 3 and the qualifications for an elder make that clear. And so really a Christ-like service is a requirement for leadership, but so also is Christ-like character. You want men to lead the church who are willing to serve sacrificially like Christ did, and you want men to lead the church who are at least pursuing and faithful to the character of Christ. Of course, not perfect in that, but their lives are characterized by Christ-like character. These are certain prerequisites for leading God's people. And I think to that, we might even be able to add a little extra nuance in terms of the kind of leadership that's needed to navigate the circumstances that we face today. For for instance, I think we could specifically identify courage as a need as a character qualification that is needed in those who are leading the church today. What we need is men whose fear of the Lord is so holy that the fears of this world do not derail the decisions that they make on behalf of God's people. Think of Joshua on the brink of the promised land. He had been handed over the reins after the death of Moses. He's now leading God's people to fulfill the promises of God. And no doubt there were A lot of scenarios running through his mind, and the exhortation to Joshua in Joshua 1, verses 6 and 7 is, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. So, so here we see for Joshua the need to be courageous. Look, the Lord is going to fulfill his promises. A lack of courage will lead to a lack of faith in the promises of God. And, and not only the need for courage there, but also what courage is defined at from a biblical perspective. Now, courage, according to Joshua 1, 6, and 7, is following the word of God, no matter what your earthly circumstances might look like not turning from the right or the left from the principles of Scripture. That is courage. And the church today needs men who, like Joshua, have a courage that has been steeled by the promises and the precepts of God. Specifically, the the shepherds that the church has today are going to need the courage to make some hard decisions. Decisions about what the church is going to do, when the church is going to reopen, how church is going to handle things like masks and social distancing, uh, how to lead people who think that we're not coming back fast enough, how to lead people who think that it's too fast that we're coming back. Look, 
there are hard decisions that have to be made by leaders in this age, but leaders have to have the courage to make those decisions because a failure to make a decision when it's necessary is really a failure of leadership. The Lord has delegated his authority and given his grace to the elders of the church so that they can use it to make decisions that benefit the congregation. And that's what elders must do. That's what pastors must do. They must make courageous, hard choices that are benefiting the people of God. And along with the boldness to make hard decisions, they also need to have the courage to be wrong. Look, no leader wants to make the wrong decision, but a paralyzing fear of making a mistake may be the biggest mistake that a leader can make, constantly being afraid to make the wrong decision. No leader is going to make all the right decisions the first time all the time, especially when it comes to pandemics and diseases and things like that. Look, there's no textbook on this. Uh, The experts can't make up their mind on certain aspects of it. They're changing their decisions, their advice all the time. And so uh, church leaders are, are going to have to make the best decisions that they can and, and recognize that they could be wrong. And if they are wrong, then they need to make a good second decision to fix the first decision that they made. And if they sin in that wrong decision, they need to confess that sin and seek grace. If it's just a mistake, they need to own that before their people. That's okay. Good leaders must be willing to make good second decisions after they have realized and admitted that their initial decision wasn't helpful. And along the way, Good leaders need the courage to not worry about public perception. The fear of man will be the downfall of many leaders who aren't courageous enough to care more about what God thinks than what other people think. As church leaders make decisions, as our own church leaders seek to make decisions for for our congregation, We have been and will continue to battle the temptation to allow public perception or what other people might think determine what we do. In a sense, we have an audience of one when we're making these decisions, and that's the Lord. The Lord wants us to honor his word, trust in his wisdom, and care for his people. So that's how we have to make our decisions. And if the world doesn't understand that, the world's not going to agree with God. So why would we care what the world thinks? So for example, I don't think it's wrong for a church to suspend its services during a pandemic, but I do think it's unwise for elders to make that decision based on the church's testimony to the world or or how it will be perceived in the community. In other words, what, what do the people around us in the world think about it? And I think that's unwise for starters, because what does the world know about the importance of corporate worship? And why why am I going to make a decision to lead the church based on what the world thinks about worship? And in addition, shouldn't we be demonstrating to the world how important it is to publicly and personally proclaim Christ, that we're willing to go out in a pandemic to do so? Additionally, isn't it a testimony to the world when Christians do not fear death in the exact same way that the rest of the world does? Look, we're susceptible to the virus just as much as anybody else. Christians don't have an immunity to this virus because we believe in Christ. Of course not. We, we, we shouldn't allow 
foolish thoughts or personal hubris to cause us to be flippant with human life. However, we're not enslaved to the fear of death. So our perception, our understanding of what's going on is going to be different than the world's. And the point in all of this is that faithfulness is never defined by public perception. Courageous leaders recognize this. It's not foolish to use wisdom and in making decisions during all of these circumstances that we're facing. It is foolish, however, to allow what the unbelieving world thinks to influence that decision in any way. We absolutely shouldn't be foolish, but we also need to remember that from the world's perspective, we're fools. This 1 Corinthians one eighteen says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The power of God looks like foolishness to the world. So we have to be courageous enough as leaders in the church to make decisions that are rooted in a desire to honor the Lord and benefit from the power of the gospel, not decisions that are based on what the world thinks. So what do we need as a church? We need courageous leaders. And along with courage, I think another characteristic that leaders need to be cultivating in this difficult season is conviction. The church needs leaders with deep convictions. You see, a a godly courage is not driven by hubris and personal pride and personal opinions. Godly courage is not communicated through bravado and big talk. Godly courage is the result of settled convictions about the Word of God. I know what the Word of God says, and I must obey it. I must follow it. I must uphold those principles in my life. That's the standard of courage that Joshua 1, 6, and 7 holds forth. Be courageous. What does it mean to be courageous? To not turn from the right or the left of what God's Word says. Biblical bravery is always convinced that the Scriptures are sufficient. That's why biblically courageous leaders have biblical convictions. When the Apostle Paul arrived in Thessalonica to preach the Word of God in the midst of a hostile world, he did so with total conviction. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. We didn't waver when we were preaching the gospel. And then it says there in verse 5, you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. In other words, we had total conviction in our lives demonstrated the, the convictions about God's truth that we had. Paul's conviction about the truth controlled his message and constrained his life, and that's what made him such a faithful leader. See, a commitment to the truth is not only what guides a godly leader, it's also what a godly leader uses to lead God's people. In other words, if you have deep convictions, you're going to communicate those convictions, and that's how you're going to lead other people. You're not just giving them your opinions. You're not just giving them what you think. You're not reading a couple of online medical articles and saying, hey, this is what we need to do. And then you read a couple of other online medical articles that somebody posted on Facebook and you're saying, oh, wait, no, now this is what we need to do. No, your your leadership is rooted in the eternal principles of God's word. 
So a Christ-like leader does not lord over God's people with his own opinions. Christ-like leaders use the authority that God has provided in his word to shape the convictions of God's people. In other words, biblical leaders are convinced of God's truth and communicating God's truth. That's, that's how they're leading, and that's what we need right now. We need biblical leaders who are courageous. We need biblical leaders who have deep convictions about the truth of God. And one last characteristic that I think will be very important for leaders trying to work through all of these circumstances that we're already facing, and even more so in the days to come, will be patience. In addition to courage and conviction, church leaders will need patience. Impatient shepherds produce unstable sheep because you can't calm the fears of a flock unless you're waiting on the Lord. If there's anything that this season of ministry has proven to all of us, it is that patience is an undervalued characteristic in leaders. We usually think of leaders as individuals who just get things done. But more often than not, the best leaders are the ones who keep doing the right thing even when it seems like it's not getting anything done. In other words, biblical leaders are patient. And in the long run, steady leadership that keeps plodding in the direction of faithfulness will always outpace flashy, vision-casting, perpetual motion kinds of ministries. Godly leaders are patient, and godly leaders are patient because God is patient. And in these times, leaders must especially be patient with the Lord. Providentially, this is where he has us, and we have to be faithful in this and patient until he relinquishes. Additionally, godly leaders need to be patient with one another. Within a church, every elder is not going to agree on all the details concerning this pandemic and the disease and how we should view this and is it worse than they say? Is it better than they say? Look, nobody's going to agree on all of that. But godly leaders are willing to lovingly be patient with those whom the Lord has placed around them. And in addition to being patient with one another, godly leaders have to be patient with those who they're leading. First Thessalonians 5.14 says, Admonish the idle, encourage faint-hearted, help the weak, and then it says be patient with them all. In ministry, you have to be patient with people. You have to be patient with people because the, the goal of ministry is to present them one day complete in Christ at the final judgment, Colossians 1 talks about. That means you shouldn't expect perfection from them now. If you have to work to, to help them be ready for that day, that means now they're going to have things that they need to work on which means we need to be long-suffering with one another, especially leaders. Long-suffering patience with people while the Lord uses the truth in their heart is indispensable. We need leaders who will be steady, who will be patient. They'll, they'll demonstrate their courage that's rooted in their convictions, and they'll be patient and wait on the Lord to fulfill all that he has said. This is the kind of leadership that is lacking in our culture, and this is the kind of leadership that we need to cultivate in the church. This is what it means to be a shepherd after God's own heart in a pandemic world. 
The shepherds that God has provided to his church are going to reflect the heart of God and feed the people of God. They will need courage, conviction, and patience. Patience.